Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode. Well guys, uh, today was a pretty good day. Today is Sunday. Um, I actually was able to take off three quarters of the day. So that was awesome. Uh, so I got to catch up on a little rest. Um, but I do have a itch to do renewable energy. Because I've been you know, so busy with reg- my regular work and my businesses that I haven't had time to really you know, get back on any of my little projects. And majority of my projects, or at least the bigger projects, are complete. You know, they're done. The solar system is complete and done. Um, I have the uh, new upgraded wind turbine. You know, that's up and running and that's done. The, um, you know, all my inverters, the charge controllers, you know, all of that stuff. But I do have a couple things that I need to do that I'm just trying to get some time to do. And that is add another wind turbine. So I already have the wind turbine. It was previously in operation before I got the newer one. Um, So I do have it on hand. I have everything. I have the generator. I have the blades. um, You know, all of that. And then I also picked up some brand new um, 21-foot Schedule 80. uh, I think it was either 2.5-inch or 3-inch round pipe. Um, galvanized so it doesn't rust right away Uh, I have two of those so that way I can lift both of the wind turbines up a lot higher off the ground Um, so right now the current wind turbine that I have that if any of you go to the my youtube channel and take a look um, it's only on a 10 foot pole and it's been rocking and rolling like no problems but that's because where I live we have a lot of wind naturally right just it's you know, there's nothing blocking it, really. It's just rolling hills, and and we live in a channel where it's really, really windy. So, um, you know, it's been rocking and rolling, no problem, since I've put it up. But, um, you know, I do have these um, poles that I bought a while ago. So I'd love to be able to, um, you know, do some little upgrades. You know, take the current wind turbine that's in operation and lift it up 21 feet in the air. And then um, also implement the second wind turbine. Um, I do have concrete in the ground already from um, previous projects, and so I can easily mount to these locations. So I don't have to dig any holes anymore. I don't have to put any concrete in because that's all done. So um, yeah, I'm kind of itch- itching to uh, do that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to do that. Actually, uh, I'm gonna experiment because I have one charge controller for wind. So I have the outback system, right? Outback inverters, outback charge controllers, and all that—that that is essentially running the solar side of things and running the power to my house, right? And then the Tesla lithium-ion batteries is what's feeding power to um, you know the inverters and stuff. Now I do have a midnight solar charge controller that I'm utilizing for the wind um, charge controller because in that charge controller you can use—they have different features: solar, wind, hydro, right? So I I have a dedicated charge controller just for the wind turbine. Now, here's where it gets a little tricky, but I'm going to give it a shot. I am going to hook up two wind turbines to the one charge controller. And I have a a strange suspicion it's going to work just fine. Um, Yeah, I have a really strange suspicion that it's going to work just fine. Um, But, you know, I have to do the test. And here's the thing, guys. If, If my test fails, hey, well, at least I learned something right? But if it succeeds, awesome. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not scared of hurting the charge controller. 
not at all. If I need to get a couple more, you know, independent, like, uh, you know, a charge controller for each wind turbine independently, I can do that. That's not a problem. But I do want to, you know, um, push the limits a little bit here, think outside the box and see if I can um, hook up both wind turbines um, with two bridge rectifiers going to one charge controller. So that's going to be the next little experiment and test um, for my off-grid system. The worst that's going to happen is I'm just going to um, fry the charge controller. That's the worst. And no big deal if I do. It is what it is. But sometimes you have to uh, take chances in order to, uh, you know, experiment to see if things work, right? And, you know, luckily I'm in a position where I can, you know, if it breaks, I can get another one. It's not a big deal. So awesome. Now, one more update. So I have a total of five Tesla batteries in my um, off-grid power shed that is powering my home. The solar and wind charge those batteries day in and day out. Now, here's the thing. One out of the five batteries that is running my home right now is not even connected. It's mounted to the wall, but it's not connected for the for the sole purpose because the I'm running a 48-volt system now. And so it takes a pair of batteries. So it takes two Tesla batteries wired in series in order to create the 48 volts that I need. So that's why there's only four batteries wired right now. So my house has been running perfectly fine, no problems. But I do have one battery just sitting on the wall doing nothing, right? And the reason for that is the other missing battery, the sixth battery that was sent to me a long time ago, when I first got all these batteries in and I started hooking them up, I had an issue with one of the batteries. I covered that in one of my YouTube channels, and I think I also covered that on um, one of the podcasts. Um, but they sent me a really bad defective battery, and it was a really scary moment for me. Um, so <laughs> that battery got sent back, and um, I just I got my money back for it and all that. Um, but uh, you know, ever since then, I've been kind of really busy, caught up with work and everything. So I really haven't had too much time to um, go and source and find another Tesla battery to add back to my power wall, essentially. So that way I can utilize the other batteries that's kind of just hanging out right now. Um, so I do have some good news. I did purchase one more Tesla battery. Um, that's hopefully going to be shipped in maybe in the next week or two. Um, and once that comes in, then I can add that one battery to my power wall in there. And then that way I can now connect the last two batteries together. And then that way I'll have a total of um, six batteries wired up. So, um, yeah, I've been running on four Tesla batteries. And I've been having no problems. Like, yeah. Because the original system that I was going to run was six batteries of the Tesla batteries. Of the um, newer batteries that I have nowadays. Um but, you know, because I had that one problem with that one battery, I had no choice but to just run on the four batteries for now. And honestly, it's been working perfectly fine. Like, I have no problems. My batteries are just doing very well. I'm, I'm very, very happy about them. I mean, if you guys ever get a chance to get a hold of um, some Tesla batteries, the lithium ions, um, it's, in my, my opinion, it's definitely worth it. Um, it's It's really a next level battery. Let's put it that way. It is such an awesome battery. It holds so much power in these batteries. The energy density is so high in these batteries. It is off the charts. It is quite amazing. Not only that, when you charge these batteries, 
they take a charge fast. So like if you had lead acid batteries, you'd have to be charging all day because of the efficiency loss and everything. Well, with these lithium ions, I mean, every ounce of power that goes into them, it goes into them, let me tell you. So it charges up really quick, you know, um, and you can pull a ton of amperage and a ton of power out of these batteries in a second if you want to. So, um, yeah, the how, the chemistry that they used here, the lithium ion, is an awesome um, chemistry. Um, obviously, we will tell over time how long they last, um, but so far, so good. Uh, I haven't had any problems um, as far as them, um, you know, just doing what they're supposed to do. At this point, I can't even calculate. Well, maybe I could. I did um, date the batteries. So every time I get the batteries, like I get a battery, I um, have a label maker. And I print the, you know, the, the day, the year and all that, the month and all that. That way I can keep track of when those batteries were installed. So that way in the future, many, many years down the road, you know, I know exactly what, you know, what the date was when I put them into um, use. So that way I can kind of get an idea of how long they last. Um, so, you know, the future will tell how long they last. But technically I could go out there right now, look at the date on it and then add up the amount of days total up until present. And I could determine how many charges and discharges the battery has roughly gone through. Because if you think about it, every single day, you know, the batteries are getting charged and discharged once at least, you know. But in my case, they're not getting discharged like a whole lot because the wind and the solar work so well keeping them charged that they're not discharging all the way, right? I'm only dropping down one, maybe one or two volts, and that's the lowest it'll go. And then after that, it's being charged right back up. And then in a lot of cases, because I have the wind turbine and when the sun goes down, the wind turbine is pumping power into those batteries. So a lot of times my batteries are just staying pretty much fully charged. So, you know, it's kind of hard for me to give an, an exact um, discharge and charge rate. You know, like say we're assuming that I, if I was basing the charge rate based on the fact that I fully, well, I depleted the battery and then fully charged them up, that would essentially count as a full um, cycle on, you know, one cycle. Um, but because I'm not discharging the batteries nowhere near, um, you know, the, um, the bottom end of the battery, they're pretty much staying always at the top end. Then, yeah, I mean, obviously I'll be able to stretch the lifespan of these batteries out quite far because... You know, I'm not draining them all the way down and then, you know, pumping them all the way back up. You know, there's not a whole lot of energy that has to, you know, go back into them, right? Because they're pretty much staying full. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited to get the um, replacement, not replacement, but the um, last battery in my power wall mounted to the wall. Um, and, um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Here's the thing, though. I won't notice a difference because I'm running on the four batteries now, the Teslas, and they they work awesome like no problems so by adding the extra battery um essentially there's going to be a pair of those batteries now wired in with the other four batteries um it'll give me obviously a lot more capacity right way more a lot oh yeah way more capacity another what 10 at least another 10 kilowatts of capacity added to the bank um so i really won't notice a difference just because you know, I've been running perfectly fine on four batteries. Um, but, you know, I, I want to finish off the power wall and get that six battery um, put in uh, and then just finish off the power wall there. Now, my opinion is um, if any of you guys are thinking about, you know, building a system 
you know, off-grid especially. Regardless if you're using solar, wind, or hydro to charge these batteries, um, you don't need a whole lot of them, you know, because they're so energy density. Like, it's crazy how well these batteries work, guys. It blows my mind every day because I, I come from using lead-acid batteries, right, for many, many, many years. And let me tell you, I hate lead-acid batteries. No offense to anyone that is using them right now because I used them for many years. But you guys feel my pain. They're a, they're a pain to deal with because you always got to, you know, fill them with distilled water. You always got to watch them. The, um, they're not efficient. You know what I mean? Um, there's too many cons to that type of battery, but the pro of, of them, they're, they're weight, super, super cheap, right? Really, really cheap. And I'll give you an example. Um, my dad's off-grid ranch house is lead acid. My auntie's off-grid house is all lead acid. And my mom's little off-grid house is all lead acid right so um there's nothing wrong with lead acid it's just you just have to understand the pros and cons of them but my advice is this is that if you're planning on going off grid or you're living off grid and you're just trying to think about a battery source invent and you, you know if you're only going to be running um you know say 24 volt you only need like one battery but obviously you can't run a you know a whole lot of stuff because you only have one battery right but if you get two batteries you can easily make a really decent system just off two batteries because I'm running on four, right? So if you have two, you're sitting really good because I'm sitting really good at four batteries right now. And I have regular lights, regular refrigerator, regular dishwasher, regular hot water heater. Well, it's a, how do I say this from a hot water heater? It is a uh, hybrid hot water heater, right? Because I do have solar hot water heating on that. Um, but yeah, it it works just fine. So, like, I'll give you an example. If I was going to go and build, like, a really small, like, cabin or whatever, um, I would probably just utilize one or two batteries max. Um, if it was going to be, like, a real small cabin, just one battery would be more than enough because that's 5.3 kilowatt hours, you know? Um, yeah, that's quite a bit of power just sitting in one battery, you know? And then you could, instead of running a 48-volt system, you could easily run a 24-volt system because the batteries come naturally for 24 volt right? That's why I have to wire pairs of them together to make sure I hit the voltage that I need, which is 48 volt for my system. So, and if you're in an RV or something like that, you know, um, you know, a camper or one of those bug out vans or whatever it may be, um, one battery is a ton of power guys. You know, that's a lot of energy sitting in one battery. So I'm, I'm really impressed and really happy with, um, uh, these batteries for sure, guys. You know, obviously, I'm I'm not advertising for them or anything, but I just want to speak the facts and my experience with them. They work awesome. I recently had someone leave a comment on one of my YouTube videos. They said, hey, so um, just could you update me on um, the lithium ion Tesla batteries you have? Are they still are they still working um, or they have they given you any problems or any issues you know, because I'm assuming that he's probably thinking about getting a pair or maybe a couple or whatever it is. And so I, I wrote the comment back to him and I said, they've been working awesome, honestly, <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously if there was an issue or a problem, I would share that with everyone that's listening to the podcast. Um, So yeah, but then again, two guys, just keep in mind, it comes down to power needs. So if you're a really um, energy hungry home, you know, you're running a ton of stuff, you know, like a lot, a lot of stuff that is power demanding. 
then obviously buy enough batteries to um, fit your needs. Um, I do have a um, buddy of mine. Uh, I'll just say his first name. His name is Lou. Uh, I'm sure he, he, he I, th- I believe he actually listens to the podcast. And um, he's a pretty awesome guy. Um, he's in, he's the older generation, but he loves um, renewable energy. And he has an, before um, I was, you know, setting up my new system and stuff and building my house, my off-grid house, he sent me some pictures of his system back then. And it was awesome. Let me tell you, Lou, if you're listening to this, you did an awesome job. Like awesome, awesome job with your system. It was a very clean system, but it was on a whole nother level, guys. Let me tell you, he had a ton of charge controllers. And I mean, <laughs> if you guys think I have some stuff, no way. This guy has got some stuff. Let me tell you, uh, he's got a ton of stuff. I was blown away when I seen the pictures of um, his setup that he's he's kind of been building over um, you know many years. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but because he's kind of um, he's coming from the lead acid battery um, error, um, you know he's been kind of watching my progress with the less the um, lithium ion batteries, and so um, a while ago I think it was like last year, I think it was about last year or so, um, he went and purchased a to- uh, a whole battery pack from the Tesla vehicle, the full pack, right? I think they come with sixteen batteries inside there in in the total pack. And um, he was stripping the pack apart to pull the batteries out so he could replace his um, lead-acid batteries with the um, lithium-ion from the Teslas. And so um, I haven't spoke to him in a while, but I'm I'm assuming, um, you know, by now, because he's a really particular guy, and and I like that. And um, I'm assuming that he's already got them all up and running. And I can tell you right now, I can guarantee that it's a huge difference. So, Lou, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know my email and stuff. Um, shoot me an email and give me an update how your system is doing since you switched over to the um, Tesla lithium-ion batteries. I'd love to hear how things are working for you. Um, you know, because it's a world of difference, guys. It's a night and day difference going from lead-acid batteries to a um, um, lithium-ion battery. Let me tell you, it is life-changing. Life-changing, guys. I mean, I, there's no maintenance involved. As long as you hook them up correctly... And you do your due diligence with some safety factors put in place. That's it. Just just let it rip. Let it do its thing. You know. So um, if you guys ever get a chance, or you guys come across some sweet deals, um, you know, maybe pick them up. It'd probably be worth it for you. But double check the batteries before you buy them. You know, make sure they're in good shape. Make sure none of the small little bitty fuses are blown or busted and stuff like that. Um, yeah, definitely worth it to check it out, guys. But yeah, guys, um, I'll definitely update you guys because I'm really going to try to squeeze my um, side projects in um, between my work and stuff um, because I'm going to be trying to take off at least a day in between every project I'm doing now. And that's kind of what I did today, which is great. I feel like I have a lot of energy again. I'm ready just to go back to work tomorrow. Um, But a lot of these projects that I'm doing, I can easily do in a day, right? And you can easily finish your projects in a day or two, you know, if you just put, you know, stick to it and just, you know, um, do it. (laughs) <laughs> right so I'll definitely update you guys on the progress of that and then i'll also be sharing that content um in a video form on youtube so that way you guys can kind of see a visual of what i'm speaking of now too um so yeah that way you guys get b- the best of both worlds because whoever all of you that are listening to the podcast are having firsthand information you know straight to the point uh and you guys have just way more 
you know, insights of how things are working compared to like the YouTube videos. The YouTube videos, I do share quite a bit of information, but, um, you know, I have to try to keep them in a short form because if not, the videos could be hours long, you know, so we have to try to condense a lot of that. So anyway, guys, stay positive, get your projects done and um, be on the lookout for some decent batteries and, um, you know, build your system, guys, build it up, you know, build a small system, build a big system, whatever is going to work for you, you know, size it properly and you should be perfectly fine. I'll see you guys in the next one.